This is a sermon given at St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. Visit our website at stdave.org. Well, good evening. It's good to see all of you here. We had a great event earlier this evening in a ribbon cutting in the Chamber of Commerce and a councilman here um, and had a, had a great time. Um, so it's, and it's wonderful to just continue with some worship this evening. Uh, but I, we heard in the gospel message this night this idea of being a child of the light. And so I wonder tonight, what does it mean to be a child of the light? I think if we were to poll, if we were to all write down or gather our answers on a whiteboard, we'd get a myriad of answers and opinions, but I think also, hopefully, some common themes. I think there'd probably be several of us, too, who would admit to some confusion or some uncertainty of not really knowing what it means or fully understanding it. There are certainly days where I feel like I have the answers and days where I feel much less confident or aware of what all of this means. Perhaps some of us might even say that we don't have a firm answer, but yet we know it or we feel it when it happens. There's something about us that can sense when we're in the light and what that feels like even if it's hard to describe. But regardless, I think most of us would acknowledge that this life of faith is a journey. I don't know about, I can't speak for the rest of you, but I don't always feel like I'm in the light, like I'm always walking in the light. There are times in my life that have felt and seemed to be very dark and sometimes overwhelming. And in fact, in these times of perceived darkness, it's often only in hindsight and sometimes after deep reflection that I'm able to look back and see light and see the presence of God in that moment. And I think it's often in these times that hindsight is required because what we see and what we experience, perhaps even what we're looking for, doesn't always allow us to see things as they truly are. I think we look for and we expect certain things out of life, and it often clouds our vision and our experiences. All too often we see what we want to see because we place our own biases and needs and judgments on top of what we're experiencing. We see the world, if you will, through a filter, and this filter affects how we see the world around us, how we experience it. I think contemporaries of Jesus expected different behavior from a Messiah. They certainly expected a different outcome for the Messiah than the cross. Their confusion and questions and misunderstandings throughout Scripture, I think, were largely a result of the disconnect between what they expected and what they were experiencing. The cross, to them, felt more like defeat than victory. And it didn't bring the sense of salvation and redemption that many of them were hoping for. The cross certainly wasn't bringing a sense of victory or of retribution that many of them longed for. And in fact, Jesus may have been receiving the outcome that many hoped would fall on their oppressors. And like Jesus' contemporaries, we often look for power and victory even though Jesus models love and sacrifice and humility. And sometimes it feels far too easy to mistake darkness 
for light and to search for worldly pursuits and worldly gains. And we can fool ourselves and end up searching for darkness and even walking in darkness. But I think this is why we're called and gathered as a community. It helps us to discern and to model for each other, to hold up light, if you will, for each other as a counter to the forces and the attractions of the world. Our own darkness or shadows become all the more evident when we are surrounded by light. We're meant to be examples and beacons, of, and beacons and guides for each other, and we're meant to expose darkness and to bring light into each other's lives. The cross is a powerful symbol and a metaphor because sometimes we see most clearly at this intersection between life and death, at the foot of the cross. It's here that our lives are laid bare. Or perhaps we could say it's at the cross or at the contemplation of our own mortality that our lies are laid bare. Everything else is stripped away and we're brought fully into the light. We realize what is truly at stake and what the gift of eternal life means to us as mortals and as Christians. Everything is stripped away and laid bare and we realize that we were created out of love and for love. The cross is often where we confront ourselves, our own jaded and biased expectations of the world, and where we come face to face with the definition of love and sacrifice that Jesus models for us as a community, where we come face to face with the one who created us, the one who loves us, and yes, the one who judges us. We have to let go of and surrender our worldly and human desires and drives. We have to redefine what power and victory and love look like. We have to face our own hubris and greed and pride. But we're also asked in that moment to acknowledge that we are created in God's image, that we're created for relationship with God and with each other. We have to accept also that we are so beloved by God that Jesus was willing to be lifted on the cross to share our human condition and to model for us a different way of living and loving and yes, even dying. Amen. You can find more lectures and sermons on iTunes by searching for St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas, or visit our website at stdave.org and click on the podcast button.